Hello, everyone. This is Two Cents Worth. I'm your host, Ryan DeFaber. This show, we talk about sports, fitness, and life. We talk about my life. We talk about my fitness journey. And we talk about my life in sports and my opinions on all those things. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Today we are going to talk about goal setting. So, it's that time of year, right? So we're getting towards the end of the year, getting ready to start a new year, and what comes with the new year is our New Year's resolutions, the things, especially in, in regards to fitness. New Year's resolutions, the thing that we will never accomplish for the most of us. Hate to say it, but it's a fact, right? So, what I like to do instead of saying, oh, this is my New Year's resolution, um, I like to just set some standard goals for myself in regards to fitness and also in life as well. And I break them down. I make them some attainable and some that are going to take a little longer and that might not be attainable this coming year or this quarter or in the first six months of the year, whatever it might be. Uh, but at those longer term goals, I make a little harder, um, because it stretches you a little bit, right? So like, for two years now, I said I wanted to run a half marathon. Well, I didn't accomplish it in 2019, but I accomplished it in 2020. But it was on my goals list for two straight years. Um, in 2018, uh, I attempted to deadlift 405 pounds. Well, guess what? I was unsuccessful at that, and I was able to do it this morning on the 10th of December. I was able to deadlift 408 pounds, but yet that was on my list for the past two years. Now, could I have attained it a little faster than I did? Absolutely. I think if I focus more on the deadlifts and the form and everything over the last two years and deadlifting heavy, I certainly could have done that. But it was a goal that kind of took a backseat to other things, right? So over the summer, focused on running a marathon. I was able to just stick to a program, a program that I had started before. I do want to remind people. There are times where you start something and you try to accomplish a goal and, and you know, what for whatever reason you get um, off track and you, you move on to something else and, and it happens. You know, this was the second attempt of me trying to um, run a half marathon. The first attempt, I got maybe halfway through the program and stopped and continued running but not long distance and then I stopped for a little bit and, you know, my goal then kind of just disappeared and and. and took a back seat. Um, the goal of deadlifting 405 pounds, that was on my goal sheet for 2019. Did I accomplish it? No, I did not because I stopped focusing on it. Um, you know, a goal of mine also was to read more, but that's very subjective, right? So read more. What does that mean? I can read more during the day, but, um, I should have probably, you know, changed my goal to, I want to read five books in a year, right? Something like that. Um, so, what I'm going to talk about today is um, how to set realistic fitness goals that you'll achieve, um, and then also having some stretch goals, and then you know 
some tips and around, you know, what I find effective and how I'm able to accomplish my goals. So like I had just mentioned, you know, finding stuff that's measurable, reading more, that's not measurable. That's me just saying, I just want to read more. Okay. But what read more of what read more books, read more articles, read more about sports, read more about fitness, read more about, uh, lifestyle. stuff. I, I don't know. Right. I mean, that was just, it was me typing something down. And I'm like, yep, that sounds right. I'm going to read more, man. That sounds really awesome. I'm going to put that up on my wall, in my office and, and on my computer here and, and have it at home and be like, yeah, I'm going to read more. That's not measurable. Compared to what? Read more from what? So you want to make sure that your goals are measurable, that they're specific, and it's good as well to have them tied to timeline. What type of timeline are you looking for, right? So the way that I break down my goals every single year for everything, for my job, for my personal life, to fitness, to anything, right? I have short-term goals and I have long-term goals. And a lot of my short-term goals actually get me to accomplish my long-term goals. So what do I mean by that? So for me, I break things down and some people do it monthly. So um, I know people that have fitness goals that they do on a monthly basis. That's how they break down their year. So they have 12 sets of goals over the year. I do it quarterly, um, and you can do it monthly. You can do it weekly, really. You know, your weekly goal could be you could start small and just say, "Hey, for the month of January, I just want to accomplish the following," and I'm going to do that by doing this this week, right? So for week one, I'm going to run ten miles, okay? Or week one, I'm going to go to the gym three times. Or week one, I'm going to get up at five a.m. Every day and do yoga at home or go for an hour walk, you know, something that's attainable for you in that first week. You could break it down weekly, right? For me, it's quarterly. So I look at things on a timeline on that perspective, right? So it's, hey, here are my X amount of goals. They are going to be measurable now. I'm going to do a better job of that. and I'm going to make them more specific. And it doesn't have to just be with fitness. This is goal setting in general. Obviously, you know, more of my topics are around fitness and sports and, and life and everything. So we're going to incorporate, incorporate all those today. So this is just goals in general. Goal setting for you as an individual as you enter the new year, right? You want to make them measurable. You want to make sure that they're specific and put them on some type of time frame. So for instance, and let's just say, that um, we'll use um, running's a good one because run, I, I, I can talk about it and, and also it's just a good one because it does um, require longer type training. So if you if you're talking about running, right? So for Q1, I want to be able to run and work myself up to. So say you've never run before. Um, I want to make sure my goal is by the end of Q1 or or after three months, I want to be able to run a 5K. And for me, I want to do it under eight-minute miles. So now 
you look at that and go, okay, so for the next three months, I'm going to work myself up to being able to run a 5K at an at an eight minute or under mile pace. All right. So then Q2 is, and your, your ultimate goal by the end of the year is to run a half marathon. That's what your ultimate goal is. Okay. So then your next goal can be during that training of your first three months, you have your Q2 goal, which is run a 10K. So while you're training in your first three months of being able to run a 5K, your training program will more than likely get you to run more than 3.1 miles, which is a 5K. So you're already working yourself up to what potentially can be a a 10K, which is 6.2 miles, right? So you can, you know, sector them off in that that way to get to a long-term goal, which is by the end of the year, I'm going to run a half marathon. And most half marathon trainings are 12 weeks, which is three months. So your Q4 goal could be train for a half marathon. But now you've put the baseline in and the work in, in Q1 and in Q2 and in Q3 and your running program and staying on a, a steady running program that you know, month over month basically increases your volume to where you get to Q4 and training for that half marathon. Yes, your volume will be more because you'll be running longer miles, but at the same time, your body will be more prepared for that because you've been putting in that work for those previous nine months of training for your 5K and training for a 10K time that you're trying to get, or even just being able to run that amount of distance. You you might not even put a time frame on it and say, I just want to be able to run 6.2 miles. And then being able to run a 15K, or I want to be able to go and run 10 miles. That could be your end of Q3 goal. So then end of Q4 goal is I want to run a half marathon, 13.1 miles. Okay, so now you've put in all that work. So here's a an, an example of what I was talking about before of how your short-term goals can lead to your long-term goal. Your long-term goal for the year was to run a half marathon, but your short-term goal was Q1, run a 5K under 8-minute miles. Q2, run a 10K. Q3, run 10 miles. And you might have a time or not, whatever it might be, right? So you can put all of those in place, and those are short-term goals that lead to your long-term goal. Okay? So that's how I would say to put some time on it, right? Now, here's some other tips. And other things that I want to talk to you guys about, about goal setting. You're going to put down more than one goal, right? (laughs) Unless you just want to say, okay, at the end of the year, I want to run a a half marathon or I want to run a half marathon this year. That's one goal, but inside of that goal, there's going to be other goals that you have to accomplish. Just as I said, right? I want to be able to run a 5k under eight minute miles. I want to be able to do a 10k. I want to be able to do... 10 miles, whatever it might be, right? You have to build that, build up to that. Um, And so those are short, those are other goals inside of this main goal. Uh, A lot of people will tell you, focus on one goal at a time. I certainly, I don't, I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, I think you can accomplish multiple goals at a time, right? So if my goal for Q1 is to, um, if one of my goals for Q1 is to run a 5K under eight-minute miles, but also a goal of mine is to, you know, by the end of Q1, um, get up five days a week at 5 a.m. and do uh, a workout every single morning or four 
4.30 or 4.15 or whatever time it is to get up and get a at least a half-hour workout in every morning, you can accomplish more than one goal at a time. Now, if you see one goal slipping and you prioritize another goal, I don't see any issue in that. But I don't – there are times where I think people do sit there and go, all right, I can only have one goal at a time and I can only focus on that one goal because it has to be my main focus. No, again, you can have a lot of goals – and you can focus on them at, at the same time. You just have to figure out what is going to be your priority because some of them will have to take back seats. Just as I mentioned before, right? I wanted to run a half marathon two years ago and I didn't accomplish it until this year. I wanted to deadlift 405 pounds. Well, you know, my training program took a different avenue last year and, and most of this year as well to where it was. That's not really my focus to lift heavy. It was more to do, you know, higher rep schemes and, and different types of workouts and, and not doing deadlift as much as I was doing at one point in, in my programming. So again, it was a goal of mine that's always still been there, but it, other goals were prioritized. So you can have more than one goal. You can focus on more than one goal at a time, but just be prepared that sometimes it's going to be that you're going to have to prioritize one over the other. And, and that's okay. And as long as that other goal that you didn't prioritize doesn't get left behind, right? So that is one thing that I do every day in work is first thing I do before I fire up my computer is I, I write down the things that I need to accomplish that day, right? And I'll cross them off as they get accomplished each, each and every day. If they don't get accomplished, let's start on a Monday. I have a list of 10 items that I need to get done. They get prioritized, certain things come into your inbox or, or phone calls or whatever it might be. You get pulled in different directions. Those 10 items can't always get accomplished. Okay, so what I don't do is I sit there on Tuesday morning and go, well, I had 10 items yesterday, I only got eight done, but those two that I didn't get done, nah, not gonna do them. No, those get written right back down for Tuesday. Now again, things get prioritized. Those two items that I didn't get done on Monday and I might not get done on Tuesday, they might not be high priority, but there are things that I do need to get accomplished and done. That's the same thing for your goals, right? You might not have that priority today, but what you don't want to do is turn around and go, well, it was a goal of mine yesterday's, or it was a goal of mine in Q1. I didn't get it accomplished, but now I have this new set of goals in Q2. No, make sure that goal in Q1 gets pulled over into Q2. Don't ever forget the goal. If that really is a goal of yours, you want to accomplish it, don't forget it right? Continue moving it along that path. Again, prioritizing it might be that it gets pushed down the list and that's okay. And it might not make it for this year or this quarter or next year. Again, what I have said multiple times already, deadlifting 405, two years now, running a half marathon, two years now, but I've accomplished other goals during that time, but I never forgot that those two goals were goals of mine that I did want to accomplish. And I made it a point to make sure that I got those breaking 80 in golf. I got to one point to where I shot an 82 and I was like, man, that's a couple shots here or there. That's pretty close. And then, you know, it, it kind of slipped and everything and, and started getting back into the eighties or, or mid eighties and then higher eighties. And you kind of, the level that I'm at a, a 10 to 12 handicap golfer, that's, that's where things are. And one point this year, it was, I focused a little more. I put some more time in on the range we joined a country club. I was able to focus more on golf for a little bit there. And I was able to break 78 because I put a little more work into it. I put a little more focus into it. And, you know, and I'll be honest, for the round that I had, I had a little bit of luck going my way. And that's fine. But it was a goal of mine. 
hey, try and break 80. And it's a goal that's always going to be there for me. I've only done it once. I want to continue to try and break 80. That's that's a goal of mine in golf um, right now. Have fun, but also, you know, you want to play good golf and you want to get better. Um, you know, th- those are goals of mine. Again, are how what's measurable, right? I want to get better. Well, what's measurable? I want to bring my handicap down to a 10 or even a single digit handicap if I possibly can. So those those are going to be some goals for me for this year is not focus so much on the score, right? Breaking 80. Okay, I did it. That was great. It was awesome. It was such a fun round that I had. But my goal now will be what can I make it more what can I do to make it more measurable to get myself to that single digit handicap? Is it okay, I need to get private lessons from one of the club pros and really put in the effort into, you know, focusing more and analyzing each one of my rounds and see where I am gaining strokes. Okay. So I'm gaining strokes in the fact that my, and we're going golf nerding out here for a second. My wedge game within a hundred yards is atrocious. It's not helping me and I'm, I'm duffing chips and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not doing a good job of my wedge game or my putting per round right now. I'm averaging, two to two and a half putts every hole. Well, that's not very good. So how do I work on that? Well, I'm going to hit the putting green. I'm going to learn how to read greens a little more. So I'm going to make things a little more measurable when I when it comes to my goals for this year. Um, again, same thing when it comes to reading, right? I'm going to read more. Well, what does that mean? Okay, well, I want to read. a. Let's start, you know, make it measurable for myself, just knowing of everything that I have going on and everything else in my life. And you know, is reading that important to me? And at night, I'm pretty tired. I wake up at 4.15 in the morning every morning. All right, so maybe it's read a book a quarter. That's obtainable. I could read four books a year. It doesn't sound like a lot, and it really isn't. But I could do it, and then I can sit there and go, okay, I did it. I did that this year, 2021. And if I enjoyed the books and I, and I found subjects that I thought were interesting, okay, well, maybe I'll read a book two books a quarter. Okay. So there's eight books. So you can start build off of that. But you know, what you want to do is, you know, some people will say, set the bar low. You can. And like I said, you, certain goals, you can set the bar low, like reading, reading more. Oh, that's not really a goal. Reading a book a quarter. That's pretty low, right? Four books a year. You could certainly do that. I can do that. I read on and off here and there for certain books and I have them kind of laying around the house and I finish them and I put some back on our bookshelf. And I'll buy one and read a couple chapters of it and get out of that routine. But if I sit there and go, all right, I want to read four books this year. I can accomplish that, right? So I can set the bar pretty low on that goal, at least at first, right? So I build off of that. So I accomplish that in 2020. Now, 2021, I want to read two books a quarter. So now I got eight books to read. So I built off of that low bar goal. Your goals don't always have to be, and I think this is where some people get hung up. Um, and I know certain people like this that got hung up in it. Their goals are, all of their goals are so high, so far out there that trying to accomplish that goal ultimately beats them down enough to where they just abandon the goal. Whereas I like this approach of some goals set the bar low because there's nothing more enjoyable when you set goals than accomplishing one, right? So if you set the bar low and you accomplish a goal, it helps you not only with your confidence and morale, but it build, it helps you build from it, right? 
So if if it is, let's go back to golf. I want to, when I play golf, I want to show up at the course one hour early and spend 20 minutes on the putting green, practicing putting. Okay. And you go and do that. And you do it one time, you go, wow, okay, that was that was nice. I, I had I start putting a routine together. I, I met a goal that I was able to sit and putt for 20 minutes. That wasn't so bad. And and then you might see a result on the course that, you know, when you look at it and analyze it and go, man, my putting went down and I averaged a little less putting than I normally do. Hmm, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to do that the next time and the next time. And then all of a sudden it's, I'm showing up an hour early and what I do is here's my approach. I'm, I'm there, I set up for 10 minutes. I hit the putting green for 20 minutes, I stretch a little bit, I hit the driving range, I get everything back in my cart, and I go. And there's how I build my hour. And your buddies see that, and they go, okay, wow, Ryan's got himself a nice little routine that he has. And all of a sudden, they start seeing maybe the scores changing, or even just your confidence around certain things on the on the course changed because you've now accomplished a goal and have started setting a routine around that. So I do like that idea of setting the bar low. What What I don't want to do is set a goal too high that, again, more often than not, it frustrates you to no end to where you finally just go, fuck this, I'm done, I'm not doing it. I, I, you know, I tried, hey, I hear, you, you hear this a lot, hey, I tried, I was just I couldn't do it. Like, I could sit here today and be like, you know, a goal of mine next year for the, again, we're going to go back to golf, okay, we'll talk fitness, golf, life, whatever. Hey, my goal this year is to uh, shoot even par on the course today, 72, one time this year. And I go out there, boom, 96, uh, boom, 88, uh, boom, 85. Ooh, I got a 78 there. Oh, yeah, I'm close. Hey, hey, you know, and I, and I analyze it and I go, you know, if these six shots right here, I could, if, I, if, I, if I change these six shots here or there, I would have had a 72. I definitely would have had a 72. But then, boom, the next time you go out, you shoot a 92, and you're like, what the hell is happening? This is just getting ridiculous. I can't do it. How am I ever going to shoot a 72? You know what? Screw this. I don't want to play anymore because I'm so pissed at the stupid goal that I set. It happens. You know, everything that I just explained are things that I see, have conversations, witness, talk to people about, see when people set goals. Again, there's nothing wrong with setting a high level of expectation around a goal. But what you don't want to do is make that so unattainable that it consumes you and ultimately breaks you down. Especially in regards to fitness or even activities or you know simple things like reading book like okay all right listen i'm gonna read more and around that what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna read 20 books this year and you get to october and you're like i've only run eight books how the hell am i gonna read 12 more books in the next two months this is so stupid what a stupid goal i set myself for you know you're never gonna read 20 books a year ryan why would you even do that to yourself and you start beating yourself up a little bit about it well, that defeats the whole purpose of the goal, right? The goal is something for you to, you know, reward yourself for and, and sit there and go, man, I accomplished this. This is fucking awesome. I can't believe I just did that. Like this morning when I when I lifted 408 pounds up from the ground as a deadlift, you know, I had tried it two years ago. I had filmed it. I would failed it. I had that film still on my, my phone and I was looking at it two nights ago and I was like, I bet you I'm strong enough now that I could do this. You know, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm not going to let it consume me. If I don't get it, I don't get it, and that's okay. But I got it. It felt awesome. My workout buddies were really proud of me and being able to accomplish that. You know, I weigh about, right now, I weigh about 188 pounds. 
I just lifted 408 pounds up off the ground. That's more than double my body weight. You know, the, the, the strength that I've built through my programs long-term helped me finally accomplish this, this goal that I had. And it didn't consume me. It didn't kill me. And it was attainable. And it made me feel so good. I'm like, man, that's awesome. I can't believe I just did that. The goal was 405. I did 408 because the gym we work out now is kilos instead of pounds. So you have to do all the calculations, blah, 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 blah. Science, math. Um, but it was able to not kill me and piss me off. And, and, I, and I never let it you know, eat me up. It was more of, you're going to get this. I know I'm going to get this. I know I'm going to be able to get strong enough. I know the program that we're doing will get me there. And I'm going to get that goal. And and for really the last couple of weeks, it was silently a goal of mine. It was I was upping my my volume and, and weight just to see. And, and a couple of weeks ago, I did 315. I was able to get 315 for a deadlift for eight reps with ease. And I was like, okay, I got this. I know I can get 405. Now, I'm not going to talk about it too much because I don't want that unnecessary pressure on myself. But internally, I'm sitting there going, I know I can get this. So there, there's another tip for you as well. Write your goals down. I would suggest make someone accountable for you as well to help you with those goals. Share them with your significant other, with your best friend, with a family member, with a coworker, whoever you might trust that that you know isn't going to, one, push you over the edge with them, but two, hold you accountable for them and, and know that they care enough about you to sit there and go, hey, I know you want to accomplish this goal. Here's how we can do it together. Or here's how... I know you might be frustrated. Maybe take a step back. You know, you fail. Let's use the deadlift. You failed at 405 a month ago. Hey, you know what? Why don't you take a week off from deadlifting? And you're killing yourself over this thing for for what? You know, hey, take a break. Take a week off. But hey, we're going to get back into it a week from now. But let's kind of clear our mind. Let's focus on something else. If this is your gym partner, right? And they know what your goal is. Hey, I want to I deadlift 405. Cool. And you fail it. And they see the frustration on your face and see that it's pissed you off and it's kind of eating you up a little bit and it's consumed you. They're going to hold you accountable because they're not going to let you leave that goal, but they might help you kind of just step back from it and go, hey, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. It's not going to happen because you're just, your training's off, your form is off because you're getting too tense or you're doing something wrong here. Hey, let's reset. Let's take a step back, man, right? So you can have that silent goal, right? And, and sit there and go, hey, you know my goal, but then sometimes you don't need to talk about it. You have someone that's accountable for you. You have someone that helps you get through it. And at the same time, you can even have some silent goals as well to go, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I'm not going to talk about it too much because it is something I know that it's obtainable. Um, I have my, my supports around me that's going to you know hold me accountable and, and, and will be able to tell if I'm, I'm getting upset about something. It might not be that I'm telling them that this is my goal and this is why I'm upset, but it can kind of help me clear my mind at times. And sometimes it is okay to be silent around a goal, right? Your goal can be, hey, I just want to lose five pounds. I want to lose five pounds. Well, you know, the next time you're out to dinner with your friend or your coworker or your, your significant other, instead of getting what your usual is, maybe you get something that's a little, a little more healthy. Or instead of having the three drinks, you know, a couple beers, you have two drinks or one drink. You still have that drink, still reward yourself. If that's something that you enjoy doing. I enjoy drinking beer. I don't ever cut that out. I mean, that's something I just enjoy doing. I enjoy drinking beer. I've never cut that out of my diet. I've never cut that out of um, anything, uh, my my normal life. Some people do, and that's okay. Um, you know, to me, I, I don't need to. It, you know, I just manage my diet a little differently if my goal is to lose five pounds. I know, all right. 
I know tonight I'm going to drink three beers. Hmm, that's going to have about mm, 300, 350 calories worth of stuff right there. Maybe I won't have that snack mid-afternoon. <laughs> Hate to say that you're going to change your diet for alcohol. Maybe that's a terrible example. But at the same time, you know, your silent goal could be, I want to lose five pounds. How do you do that? You change some things up a little bit, but you don't kill yourself in your lifestyle. And then it's... And then people are sitting there going, what are you doing? What are you doing? And putting more pressure on you. Why are you doing that? Why are you not, why are you not getting the burger, man? You love the burger here. What, why do we even come here if you're not going to get the burger? This is the best burger in town. What are you doing? Oh, I just want the salad tonight. <laughs> salad? What do, you, what do you want, a diet? And then all of a sudden, you're, that pressure from your friend, because it is a silent goal of yours, is unnecessarily there. Maybe that's bad advice. I don't know. I just sometimes like just have some silent goals. My goal over the last couple of weeks is that I was going to deadlift 405. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my two workout partners that I was going to do it, but I had set the goal that I was going to do it by the end of this program. Our program that we're doing right now ends next week. I want to try to accomplish it before the end of the program. And I was able to do it. There you go. It was a goal. It was a goal I had written down for the last two years. My buddy Pete, who's worked out with me a long time, uh, basically since we've gotten out of college. So 14 years, 15 years now at this point. Um, you know, he knows a lot of my goals in regards to, to lifting and everything, and he's known that I've wanted to deadlift 405. He's the one that video recorded me failing at it two years ago. Um, and he was the one this morning that videotaped me doing it and encouraging me. So he knew it was a goal of mine, but I wasn't sitting there telling him constantly. It was just something that I finally had worked up to and, and had the confidence enough to try it again. And so, you know, I played the long game. I played a silent game there by not really sharing it. But I also played the long game. You can have those long-term goals again. You know, things like I had spoken about before. Things that just sometimes aren't the priority, but you continue to work towards. The 405 deadlift was a priority of mine, but not the top priority. And so it was the long game. It was doing different training programs. It was building strength, figuring out better form. You know, how can I do this and accomplish this? And eventually I did. So now what's the goal? Is it, you know, maybe the goal for this year is I want to deadlift 405 for a set of 10. Or maybe it's not deadlift at all. Maybe it's something different that I will still deadlift because it's in my programs, but I'm not going to need to go heavy again. 405 was good. It's great. I have it. I understand that I, my body can do it, but I'm going to focus, you know, elsewhere inside of my routine. But I played the long game in that, the half marathon. A half marathon's no joke. It is, it is, it takes dedication and time to train for a marathon. Same thing, even more time. You have to play the long game in regards to that. It takes time to build on that, especially if you're someone that's not a runner, like I've spoken about, not the biggest runner in the world. It's always been put as a punishment for me in regards to sports. So, you know, I played the long game in that. Yes, it took me two years. I did it, right? And that's a long time. Two years is a long time to have a goal, but I did it. But I have those short-term goals. I have goals that I've set the bar low for that I know I can accomplish that make me feel good during that journey, during that path, that life cycle of that goal of some of those longer-term goals that you know are going to take more time, that are going to take more mental strength, are going to take more physical strength, more emotional strength to get to and achieve. And then the last two things understand what's driving your goal. You know, why am I doing this? Why did I want to lift? Why did I want to deadlift 405? Well, two years ago on our program that we were doing, deadlift was a huge, 
it, it, it came up two to three times a week in the program that me and Pete were doing. And so at that point, we were building strength, and everything was volumized and percentage. It was based off of what your one rep max was to start the program, and at the end of 12 weeks, your one rep max should be more. And we built up off of percentages and all that. And I kept on seeing my strength getting stronger and stronger, and I'm going, okay, I think I can get 405 and get 405. And I was getting, you know, 385, and I was able to pick it up. I'm like, okay, I can do this. And and all of a sudden, it was, that's what was driving me. It was, all right, well, this whole program is making me stronger. I want to have four 45 plates on each side of this bar and be able to pick it up. Boom, I got 405. That's awesome. That was what was driving me was the fact that we were training and doing deadlifts. And I'm going, okay, this is a part of my workout routine now. I'm getting stronger at it. So what's driving me here is I want to be able to accomplish this and have four 45 pounds on each side and deadlift 405. That's what I want because it's just, it was a visual thing of going, that looks like a lot of weight. It is a lot of weight and I want to be able to do it. And I did it and I failed. I had terrible form. I still watch the video and I go, oh my God, that was awful. And now to, to accomplish it two years later, that was still driving my goal was, Hey, you know what? You tried it, you failed. But what's driving me now for this goal was I've been working on my form getting better form, being able to do more volume, you know, doing that 315 a couple weeks ago for a set of eight, my last set of eight of four, by the way, it was four sets of eight to 12. And I did 315 in my last set for eight. And I'm going, man, my body felt good. I felt strong there. Okay. That's what's driving me. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm back to that strength level to where I think I can get 405. So understand what would drive your goal. Why did I want to run that half marathon? Because it was something I've never done before. I am married to a runner. I'm married to someone who ran in college. Her parents have run multiple marathons all over the U.S. Um, they're a family of runners. Yes, I am that meme. Like, make sure when you marry into a family, it's the family that sits around and watch football on Thursdays, not wakes up and runs a 5K on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I married into that family, the family that runs 5Ks on Thanksgiving. So... I watched her train for a half marathon before during our marriage. And, and I sat there and I said, okay, she's doing it. It's awesome. It's a goal of hers. And it was never really a goal of mine. And then a buddy of mine started running and getting into running. And I'm going, all right, you know, if he, if he's training this type of way, maybe I should train this type of way too. And it's a good motivator to say, you know, he'll text me and be like, Hey, I ran six miles today and I did this. I'm like, cool. Hey, on my program, I have this amount of miles and, and this was my time. Oh, awesome. And then it was like, we did that for a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? The goal of mine now is to run a half marathon. I want to run a half marathon, and I did the training, and like I said, I failed at it, and I kept on running, but it wasn't like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to run 10 miles today, and then all of a sudden, it was, you know what? I think I can do this. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna set my goal. What's going to drive me? I wanted to do it. A lot of it was for myself, especially if you listen to the half marathon training. I ran it by myself. There's no races this year. Nothing's happening right now. So I didn't want to run a virtual race, so I ran a half marathon by myself. I trained <laughs> for a half marathon that had no date to it that I did at the end of my 12-week, which ended up being 13-week program, and did it by myself. So it was what was driving me. I wanted to accomplish the goal, and I wanted to do it for myself, and I wanted to make sure that I didn't quit on something because I had quit on this program before. It was the same program I've done, and I didn't do it, and I quit. And I moved on to something else. It lost its priority to me. But it was always there, and, and I had friends pushing me that have done half marathons going, you can do it. 
you can do a half marathon. You're already almost there. Like if you can go out and run eight miles, you can run a half marathon. And I'm like, yeah, right. Five more miles. That's a long way. But they were right. If you can start getting to eight, nine miles at a time, running that extra couple miles isn't really that bad. You just keep your rhythm and your breathing right and and your pace right. It's actually, the at that point, you've run eight, nine miles. What's another four to five miles? It really, as, as crazy as that sounds, coming from someone who's not a runner, it really isn't that bad. But it was something I wanted to do for myself because, you know, a lot of times we fail at our goals and we go, that's nah, all right. and then Or we beat ourselves up and go, you suck, man. Why would you do, and, and internally, I'm talking internally and mentally, you're sitting there going, man, you quit again. That's what you are. You're a quitter. You know, you never accomplish your goals. And you have that self-hate and, so, and you beat yourself up a little bit. Sometimes, you know, you can set goals for, these are goals for yourself. And sometimes you have goals for other people. You know, hey, I want to be um, a better husband. And how I'm going to do that is I'm going to communicate more to my wife. Or, I'm, or you know, I want to make sure that my, my marriage is a priority. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to set up date nights once a month with my wife. And so that's a goal for a couple, right? And you, you talk to your wife about that or you talk to your significant other about that and you say, hey, here's what I want to accomplish for us, for our marriage. Okay, that's a combined goal. That's But you know, here in, in, in this case, you have your individual goals, stuff that you want to accomplish, you can pat yourself on the back for. You have your team around you that can hold you accountable to help you along that journey. And when you fail, they can help pick you up. They can help clear your mind, whatever it might be. But understand what's driving your goals. And sometimes you're, what's driving your goals is uh, – I want to make sure I say this correctly. Sometimes what's driving your goals can be your own ego. So – and that's okay. You know, my own ego was I'm going to run a half marathon. You know why? And I'm going to run it this time. I'm going to run it in under eight-minute miles. And you know why? Because even at 36 years old, I'm a pretty damn good fucking athlete. And that's my own ego talking, right? Sometimes your ego can push you over that edge, right? My ego was, don't quit again. You're not a quitter. Ryan, when have you ever been a quitter? Yeah, you quit on this before, but oh, you weren't a runner then. Or, or or you're not a runner, and that kind of always crept in. Yeah, you quit because you're not a runner, and that's okay. You don't need to run. Ryan, you look, you look fine. No, 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 no. This time, Ryan, you're not a quitter. You're not going to quit. And you're going to get it done. And you know why you're going to get it done? Because you're a fucking good athlete. And at 36 years old, you might be in the best shape of your life. You're right. You're right mind. You're right brain. As you look yourself in the mirror, I am a fucking good athlete. And yes, I am in some of the best shape I've been in my entire life. Fuck yeah, I'm going to accomplish this goal. And it's the ego that gets you there, right? So sometimes your goals can be based on ego. Me running the half marathon was ego. And what was ego more was the time. I wanted to accomplish it in a certain amount of time to sit there and go, yeah, I can run a half marathon. I'm not a runner and I can do it in seven minutes and 50 second pace with no one else running around me. So I don't have any adrenaline around me. I don't have anybody helping me with my pace. It's just me. And I was able to do it. If I ran in a race, I bet you I could run it faster. And I bet you I could because you do get the adrenaline around you when you run a race. But that's here. That's neither here or there. Um, so those are the things, right? Focus on one goal, multiple goals at a time, whatever's going to help you get there. Make the goal your own. Make it measurable. You know, put a time frame around it. Make it specific. I want to read books. I want to read books. No, I'm going to read four books this year, once a quarter. Cool, one a quarter. Have goals that you set the bar low for so you can have stuff that you can accomplish, right? 
I want to go on a date with my wife twice a month. Boom. That should be obtainable. A date doesn't need to be going out. A date can be kids go to bed earlier, you put a movie on upstairs, and you guys have a silent dinner together and have a glass of wine together. Boom, there's a date. Especially in this new world where restaurants aren't open anymore or, or open at certain times or you have to you don't feel comfortable going out. A goal can be I want to have a date twice a month and a date to me and for us and our relationship and to help our marriage improve and to be open with communication is we're going to sit and have dinner together by ourselves without our kids. Yes, they might interrupt here or there, but it's not fully focused on them or the whole family there. That's a date. But it's obtainable and you can accomplish it and it can make you feel good. And it helps you get to, which is the next step, playing that long game, having those long-term goals. Being able to accomplish some of the goals that take more time, that sometimes are just out of reach because they are unattainable. But in the long term, in the short term, they're unattainable. But in the long term, they're obtainable. I would never recommend anybody to sit there if they've never run or they've only run 5Ks to turn around and go, hey, at the end of January or in by the end of this first week of January, I think you should go run a half marathon. And I think you should do it under eight-minute miles. I think that's stupid. That'd be something that's probably unattainable and, you know, a, a bad goal to have. But I'd encourage someone to have a long-term goal. Hey, your long-term goal, if you've only ever run 5Ks or you're not really a runner, by the end of this year, I bet you could run a half marathon. If you put in the these short-term goals of by the end of Q1, you're going to run a 5K and it's going to be under this time limit. Or you're just going to run a 5K. You're going to train to run a 5K. And here's your training program. And then in Q2, you're going to run a, you're going to work yourself up to a 10K. And by the end of Q3, you're going to work yourself up to 10 miles or nine and a half miles or eight miles or 11 miles. And then at the end of Q4, you're going to run a 13.1 half marathon. Look at that. You played the long game, you put, but you had those other goals that are obtainable to get you to what in the beginning of the year, if I told you, hey, go run a half marathon this week, unattainable. By the end of the year, obtainable. Play the long game. And then finally, understand what's driving your goals. So know why you're doing it. Is it just an ego thing? That's okay. A 405 deadlift. Is there, is there any reason why I needed to have a 405 deadlift? No. More so for my ego to sit there and go, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm strong. Yeah, awesome. Cool. <laughs> There's no other way for me to put that. Um, you know, Understand what's driving your goal. I want to read five books on um, Buddhism. Why? Well, I want more inner peace in my life. And I want to understand um, different culture and different religion and different spirituality. Okay. There's something that's driving your goal. That's a self-reflection type of goal. That's, that's, a, that's a personal, you know, who am I as a person goal to, to broaden myself, to diversify myself. That's a goal. Right. Again, it doesn't have to be solely focused on fitness and sports that, you know, that, that's my main topics here. But, you know, I kept on bringing up reading books. It could be what's driving your goal there. Well, I want to be more spiritual. So I'm going to read books on Buddhism or I want to be more spiritual. I'm going to read the Bible. Funny, I'm talking about this at the end of this after I've been cursing throughout this whole thing. But, you know, something like that in regards to books or I want to read I want to read books around World War Two and understand, you know, all the aspects of what went into it in different areas. So book one could be 
around the South, uh, you know, battles that were fought in the South Pacific. And then you could talk, and then you could read a book about, you know, Normandy, and you could talk about, talk about, you could read a book about Nazi Germany. And, and so, you know, you're getting more education around World War II. I want to just, what's driving your goal there? I want to be more educated on World War II. Why? I'm a history nut, and I just like to have that as part of my arsenal to talk about when I'm around other people and, and have that knowledge. And I like those shows on TV. So I'm going to read a little more in depth and, and, and educate myself a little further about it. So your goal there is, you know, furthering your education around a certain topic. So understand what's driving your goals. At the end of it, when you're setting your goals, understand also that some of them sometimes, and it's okay won't get accomplished. They might not get accomplished in Q1, but don't let them just sit there in Q1 and go, well, they didn't get accomplished in Q1, so I move on. No, bring them with you. Bring them into Q2. If they didn't get accomplished this year, don't sit there and go, well, looks like I'll never be able to do that. I wanted to run that half marathon in 2019. <sighs> well, I guess I'll never do it. All right, on to 2020. Well, what do you, why don't you want to run the half marathon again? Oh, it's because I didn't do it in 2019, so now it's not a goal of mine anymore. Well, it was a goal last year. Why is it not a goal this year for you if you didn't do it? Uh, I'm just on other things. No. If you can still accomplish it and you still and it's still a goal for you, bring it with you. Understand that some of them are going to take priority. Life is going to pull you in different directions. But when you start thinking about what your goals are going to be for this new year, I hate the whole New Year's resolution. What's your New Year's resolution? What's one thing you want to do this year? I want to go to the gym. And... We all joke that people that do go to the gym quite a bit. I'm going to tell you this for people that don't, and you're listening to this. And I don't want to make it seem like it's a horrible thing, and it's going to sound bad, but a lot of us joke that when you, we just wait basically until mid-February. Yeah, the gym's going to be real busy till mid-February when all the New Year's resolutioners start stop, stop coming. Because you put it as a resolution, but you didn't prioritize it, right? It was something that you wanted to do, but you never made it a full thing. You never made your short-term goals accomplish your long-term goal. I want to go to the gym. How is that measurable? How is that specific? And how is that time-bound? Okay, I want to go to the gym. And how I'm going to do that is I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start off by going three times a week. And, and those three times a week, I'm going to go at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to do it the next week. I'm going to do it the next week. And then two months in or three months in, you go, you're going four to five times a week and you're up at 5 a.m. And now it's starting to become more and more of your routine. That is how you can make your New Year's resolution something measurable, something specific, and around time rather than just having this one goal of, I'm going to go to the gym. Woohoo! What a New Year's resolution. Yeah, good job, you. That's a great New Year's resolution. And then us gym goers that go every day sitting there going, yeah, that person's going to be gone by mid-February. Because you didn't put the effort into it. It's so easy to just be like, my New Year's resolution is to lose 10 pounds this year. And you lose a couple pounds, you're like, this is awesome. And then when you plateau, you get frustrated and pissed and you give up, right? What I talked about before, you, you made something unattainable or you made it a long-term goal but didn't put short-term goals inside of it. And you didn't have an accountability system around you. You didn't do the things that you should do to help you reach that goal. Hey, I want to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to share that with my roommate. Hey, roommate, I want to lose 10 pounds this year. Okay, cool. You know, can you hold me accountable to that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, 
and you have that person now that can help you. So focus on one or a couple goals at a time. Don't focus on all the goals at a time because it, you know, sometimes that can, you know, consume you too much and, and frustrate you. Make a measurable, specific, and time-bound. Set the bar low on some of your goals so you can sit there and go, man, I accomplished this. Yes, now let's move it on. Let's build off of it. Understand that you're going to have long-term goals and that it will take time. It takes time to accomplish a lot of your goals. Do not get frustrated. When you do, have that accountability and team around you that can help and pick you up and keep you pushing forward and understand what's driving your goals. I think if you do that at this point in time and not sit there on the 31st of December and go, okay, I'm going to think about my goals now. Start putting those things into play and start building them out and and make them specific, specific, not specific, make them specific. I think you'll be a lot more successful in your goals this year than you might have been in the past. That's my two cents on goal setting. I hope that was uh, informative to you. I gave some real life examples for you and and today was a perfect day for it because I did accomplish a long-term goal. I've said it a thousand times on here. I deadlifted 408 pounds. I'm super proud of myself. I'm, I'm happy that I never gave up on that goal. And at the same time, I'm glad that I didn't put unnecessary pressure on myself to constantly sit there and go, I got to get it this week. I got to get it this week. I got to get it this week. I put the work in. It was a long-term what happened two years ago with me failing on it, yes, I might have got set back from an ego perspective, but in the long term, I was able to accomplish my goal, and that's what I want for all of you. Accomplish your goals, make some of them short term, very low that you can succeed on and build off of, and that will help you build and eventually get your long-term goals that you want to get. Have fun. Also, have fun with setting your goals. Don't make them to where you're going to be miserable. Have goals that are fun to set, right? I want to have a date night with my wife twice a week. Or twice a week. Twice a month or twice a quarter if it is. Or once a month. I want to have a date night once a month with my wife. And it's going to be fun. Let's have a fun date night. Instead of going and sitting at a restaurant, you know what we're going to do? We're going to be kids today. We're going to go play mini golf. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go to play laser tag or go bowling. And that's that's going to be our date night to this month. Make your goals fun. Some will be harder than others. That's okay. Some might not be as fun as others. Losing weight sometimes, a lot of the time, isn't the most fun thing to do. But it can be done. But have some fun goals aligned with those those harder goals and goals that kind of suck. Because if you only have goals that just are going to suck the life out of you, you're going to become miserable, you're going to hate it, and you're eventually going to give up. And you don't want to give up. All right, that's my two cents. Have a great day.